Polio's back. Europe is burning. Sri Lanka collapsed. The Secret Service is deleting text. Germany's pivoting on nuclear. We'll talk gold. We'll talk the dollar. We'll talk Elon and Bitcoin. A lot to get to. It's good to be back, everybody. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This is Therapy Session, otherwise known as Bizarro World, number 178. Sorry to miss last week, everybody. Um, as as you know, some of you know, my father passed unexpectedly last Wednesday night. So, you know, dealing with that. But it's good to be back, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Gerardo. Uh, continued condolences about uh, your father. I know that's obviously a rough uh, thing to go through. So I'm glad you're back at it and are pushing through and was happy to hold it down last week. And otherwise, I'm doing quite well. Um, just watching the markets, biding my time until the later in the third quarter or fourth quarter until um, it's actually time to buy things. It's not time to buy things now. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. Biting your time. I know it wasn't a pun intended, but Biden's got COVID. I forgot to mention that. I mean, I kind of don't blame dad for tapping out at 72, given the condition of the world right now. There's a lot going on. And so um, I appreciate the condolences. Let's, um, you know, tough hit, but let's get on with it. Um, let, let, let's start with the markets. Uh, you put out a note to subscribers earlier today. I don't mind highlighting the note. Uh, because of the fact that this podcast won't go out until early next week. It, it, it's Thursday the 21st today. People should get this on Monday or Tuesday of next week. But you're short in tech, so that kind of gives me an indication of where you think this market is headed. Um, tell me about it. Well, we just had like a, a one or two week rally across the board. If you remember, June was uh, pretty abysmal for the SP and uh, it was trending down even days that it was uh, up. It was reversing course and ended up closing negative. That changed in the in the past week here, the second week of July. Uh, people started getting giddy, calling, you know, earnings not as bad as expected, which is easy to do when you lower <laughs> the expectations the week before. Um, but the, yeah, right. I mean, the earnings are quite bad. Profit margins are shrinking. Costs are up. Banks are ceasing to buy back their stock. They're... Um, you know, companies are laying people off. Ford's going to lay off 8,000 people. Google has paused hiring. Uh, Apple has paused hiring and is looking to cut costs. And um, we're not even a little bit of the way through earnings season yet. Next week, you'll get a peek at McDonald's and Google and Apple and Meta. And um, I think this rally that you'll see that you're seeing right now is going to turn out to be a bear market rally. And so um, I've told you and I've said on this podcast a couple of times that I've shorted tech. I haven't put it out to in the ether there in the public. I was content to do that this week. I think uh, people getting ahead of, ahead of themselves, I think they're looking for any reason to go um, bullish. You know, I think the buy the dip mentality has um, not been entirely erased yet and people need to get that out of their minds. It's, it's as I've been saying, uh, you know, it's not time to, to buy the dip yet and, and people just want to buy, right? They're, they're, they're ready to speculate. And I think this market's got a bit lower to go. Um, the dollar took a bit of a pause and that's allowed some things to go up, including, um, you know, Bitcoin got above 24,000 this week, but quickly pulled back to, to 22,000. And so um, and, and I haven't even mentioned the fact that next week we'll get a negative print on the Q2 GDP that comes out July 28th. So uh, quite a few negative catalysts, I think, ahead in the next week that gave me the confidence to um, short tech, which is um you know, an easy thing to short relative to, to other sectors. And so that's the reasoning for that. 
Well said. Gold pulled back briefly to the high 1600s before rallying here today to, I believe, the 1718 level. You cited a little bit of the dollar weakness. I did an interview earlier this week um, with the network, and we'll post it here um, over the next week or two once it's published. But, you know, she asked about the dollar strength and whether I thought it would continue given that the dollar has started to pull back. My response was, I absolutely expect the dollar to continue to strengthen in light of capital flow, in light of you know, PE multiples that are no longer sustainable. And in light of the fact that I think the dollar will continue to be the cleanest, dirty, the cleanest, dirty shirt in the laundry basket. So um, I say all that to say, do you think this little brief flip back higher above 1700 is sustainable for the gold price? And then do you believe this dollar uh, rally uh, is over? Um, no, I don't think the dollar rally is over. Um, we had talked recently that gold could break below 1700. We need to test that 1680 level. I don't think it got a thorough test of that. It was just a, a ever so brief dip to that level um, here this week. And I think you could, I think you could see that again. Um, I think people still want to hold dollars. Um, yeah, and I think that um, the worst of the selling isn't over yet. So. I guess one more thing about what I was saying earlier, there was a Bank of America survey out, uh, out, like a fund manager survey, talking about how sentiment was dire and capitulation was here, um, you know, saying that the, this fund manager survey was the most negative it's been since October 2008. And that's one of the reasons that the market rallied, right? Mm -hmm. People were saying that um, basically the bottom was in and that uh, capitulation was at hand. Well, no, the fuck it isn't. I mean, if you look at a chart of the S&P, it, it went down another 25% after October 2008. It didn't bottom until March of 2009. So um, sentiment is is not a catalyst, certainly in these conditions, uh, for all the reasons I, I mentioned earlier. And um, really, that's a, a further answer to your question of why I think the, the dollar will strengthen further. So the dollar strengthens. Do you think gold uh, pulls back a little bit lower? Or do you actually think it's it's... it's continuing to find its footing here at these levels uh we'll see when it gets to to the to the high 1600s that's that 1680 yeah. mark i mean if it can hold that then then it can bounce higher from there um we we talked last time you were here two weeks ago how you how i was writing you can see a brief dip down to the COVID lows down uh, well below that and that 1500 level i think that would truly be a flush out but um you know uh, one step at a time and see that that 1680 level first and what happens there Let's talk Bitcoin. Uh, you mentioned it rallying to 24 before pulling back again to 22. This emits, you know, some some dollar weakness, although, again, brief dollar weakness and a brief what you described as a bear market rally in the major indices. That correlation continues to hold up, right? The major indices go higher. Bitcoin tends to follow. Major indices break down. Bitcoin tends to, to, to come back. Uh, do you see that correlation continue? Yeah, you know, um, I was... Well, Chris Curl was talking about this a little bit. We, we were trying to figure out what was going to break that correlation. And, and, and he was talking about that in a call in we had for his subscribers last week. And there wasn't really anything on the horizon that could break that correlation. He talks about um, there's this Mt. Gox settlement, which you'll remember was one of the yeah. um, like largest exchanges or places you could buy Bitcoin back in the day, like early in the day, like 2013, 2014. And then there ended up being a uh, a scandal where people were redeeming two for one Bitcoin because of a, a glitch or however you want to um, <laughs> phrase that. Well, the settlement is here and there's like 140 or 141,000 Bitcoins that are going to be um, offered as payment to those people who are affected. And and and, and uh, the thinking is that 
um, some of those Bitcoins will immediately hit the market because people just want cash like we were just talking about or don't want to you know, go through the volatility um, of the sector. And that could cause a, a washout in the, in the Bitcoin price that would then allow it to go higher. I don't know if that breaks the correlation to the S&P or not. Um, what I do know is this, that I was buying it below 20,000 and I was shorting it above 23,000. So um, I have like, it's, you know, it's like trading around a position, right? I hodl what I have in my, in my wallet, you know, the, the Bitcoin that I've been buying uh, for the long term, because as I've said multiple times, I see that, that, that rise to six figures over the course of five, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, that asymmetric reward opportunity. But in the short term, um, content to short it because of that correlation that's holding up. So, you know, in my personal account, I, I shorted, you know, Bitcoin this week through BITI, which is like a short Bitcoin ETF. And so um, playing both sides, which uh, I guess is not for everyone, but uh, you got to do what you got to do in this climate, I guess. Outside of shorting stuff, are you actually buying anything? I know you had some bids in for uh, for a couple of names here in the past couple of weeks, anyhow. Um, and it's been a few days, obviously, since we caught up. But any, any anything that, um, actually filled? What what filled? Um, Revival filled. Uh, it, it broke down even further as gold dipped below 1700. So um, I bought some Revival. I bought some uh, Cucho Copper, which I did the math on today. And at its current market cap, you can buy it's 1.1 billion pounds of copper equivalent for two cents a pound. Um, and what else did I buy? Just a, a tiny bit more Playboy. I just continued to peck away at that. I view that as like a three-year hold. So um, at current levels, um, you're basically, I think I might have said this on the podcast before, buying it at the valuation they paid for like one of their lingerie units without any value being ascribed to any other part of the business. And it's one of the most recognizable brands in the world. So um, those are three things I've been buying. I like it. I see uh, Elon, <laughs> the best billionaire troll on the planet, <laughs> saying everybody called him fat, so he sold all his Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that guy. Say what you say about Elon. He's entertaining as all hell, man. Um, you know, he gives it as well as he can take it. And if you're willing to look in the mirror um, and laugh at yourself a little bit, um, I, I, I think it's healthy, right? These are obviously interesting times um he tweeted uh, again about four hours ago he said to be honest it's good motivation to work out eat healthier and maybe take my shirt off outside more than once a year so <laughs> i mean you can't knock the style you can knock a lot of you know lack of delivering stuff on time or lack of delivering stuff at all sometimes but uh he's entertaining as all heck um Uranium. I, 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 I listened to a couple of conference calls this week amidst my travels. And I mean, the fundamentals are as bullish as I think I've ever seen them in, 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 in my relatively young life. Any thoughts there, Nick? Um, just that everything the long-term uranium bulls have said over the past 10 years is starting to play out, right? Um, I remember saying when Germany shut down their nukes that, you know, that's not the, the best idea, right? Um, <laughs> and, and here you have them not only um, they've refired up their coal plants, which, I mean, what do you want to do to, to, to meet your climate goals? That's not going to get you there. Um, and they've had to do that. And now they're saying that 
um, the three nuclear reactors that remained online, they're going to have to extend their lives because they're worried about the, the Russian gas supply, right? And uh, we're headed into winter here in the, in the Northern Hemisphere. I mean, I know it's 100 degrees right now, uh, basically everywhere, but... Uh, it's 190 in Europe. That's crazy, right? But it'll be cold there soon enough, believe it or not. And um, they're going to need uh, more energy to, to heat their homes. And so they're turning to things that they once turned their back on. And it's not just them. Um, you know, here in the States, we're extending uh, Diablo Canyon in, in California. The Democrats are on board with that. Um, you know, Japan Energy Minister was talking this week that they're going to try to get some uh, nuclear pan nuclear plants back online as fast as possible to provide electricity for the uh, winter that's coming. And if you want to talk about capitulation, it's not in the stock market. It's in the it's in the energy market. People are capitulating and realizing that um, they're going to have to turn to nuclear to bridge the gap. Right. I was even looking at some places in Europe. It's so hot and so bright that the solar panels are, are malfunctioning. Right. And so they're designed to work from the sun. So um, uh, that's uh, ironic, right? Um, and anyway. Um, Should have kept the solar roads. <laughs> that's right. That's Maybe they would have melted too. Who knows? But, um, you know, and, and, and uranium still sits below $50 a pound. I mean, it hasn't been able to catch a bit either. Um, and the fundamentals uh, couldn't look better, like you say. So, um but I've certainly not sold any any uranium positions. I like the ones I'm in. Um, had recommended Denison maybe a month or so ago when it was below a dollar US, and it's back uh, over a dollar, dollar ten US, and uh, they're starting to to firm up a little bit. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the space? You you listen to the conference calls. You said uh, everything you said. <laughs> everything you said. I mean, I, I absolutely think this is a time to accumulate, not to sell. I interviewed uh, Stephen Keith earlier from Labrador Uranium. That's one of my favorite uranium uh, speculations out there. Um, I'm a bias shareholder, wrote a check, you know, at, at lower prices, continue to hold every single share. Um, and, and, and look, there's bargains all over the place. You just have to decide where you want to make your money and you have to decide how long you're able and willing to hold those positions to get those types of returns. And I know we said that two weeks ago, the last time you and I uh, were on here together, but I think that continues to remain true. I think if you missed the first leg up in the uranium space, I think the next one's right around the corner. And, you know, could it take too much? Sure. Could it take four? Sure. Will it matter at the end if you're able to hold through? No, I, I, I think it's going to be extremely profitable. I have similar sentiments in the lithium space. A lot of companies doing some really good work. A lot of companies that I think... Um, will be hitting inflection points here very, very soon, right? Everybody knows, I think by now, because I keep saying it over and over, my largest two personal holdings are Nevada Sunrise Gold, um, which is on to a, a lithium discovery in Nevada, of course, and Patriot Battery Metals, which should start seeing some of the field work results from the sampling that the team has done over, you know, a lot more of that 50 kilometer trend than it's ever explored before. We should start seeing results there. And I can tell you this, Nick, if they find a similar trend to the current two kilometer trend that I believe holds already at least 100 to 150 million tons of, you know, roughly 1% lithium, um, then watch out because that has the potential to turn into an absolute monster. And this market cap and these prices aren't going to hold despite the tough bearish markets. Um, so no, I continue to be excited about the same things I was excited about. I think uranium, lithium are gonna be the first two sectors 
um, to deliver gains before the overall indices and gold eventually turned. Um, but I think in Q4 of this year, I think everything's going to be back to the races because I don't think that uh, Fed rate hikes are going to be sustainable um, past another 100, 150 basis points. I think after that, there will be enough data for the Fed to say, hey, midterm elections are on the way. We don't want to meddle. Inflation's coming down. Housing prices are stabilizing. Inventory is rising. All the bullshit that they fed you on the way up, they'll feed you on the way down. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. You can either make money from it or you can complain about the fact that we have central bankers that are literally imploding countries around the world. Right. I look at what happened in Sri Lanka and I just I, I, I feel horrible for the people in Sri Lanka. Right. Inflation hit 59 percent in the month of June. Annual all? inflation. Fifty nine percent. Those are official numbers. So, you know that the real numbers are much, much higher. And look, they're out of medicine. They're out of food. They don't have access to, to foreign currency. Um, I'm, 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 I look at China and China's got lockdowns and they have, you know, the military out there preventing people from withdrawing their own money. I look at Europe. They had the busiest fire station response since the World War. I mean, these are just unprecedented times in so many ways. And look, the Fed is responsible for the fires and, and, and the climate and all the things that are going on there. But it sure the hell is responsible for the inflation that's been unleashed and 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 and, and the lack of um, accountability that has come with that. And so, no, look, interesting times. We talk about fourth turnings on this podcast often, and I think they're all just converging, right? Politically, economically, socioeconomically. There's 14 prisons in Texas that don't have air conditioning units. Wow. And you can feel however you feel about prisoners, but... There's just, it should not be acceptable that in 2022, one of the wealthiest states in the union has prisons without AC units. It's the reason that um, the U.S. life expectancy went down recently. I'm sure you saw those headlines over the past year or two. And one of the main drivers of that is people dying in prisons at a, at a young age. Isn't that crazy? Insanity. And, and you talk about the, um, the bullshit that they fed you on the way up. I mean, um, I was writing about it. it recently and talking about it in last week's podcast about the the lack of leadership and um you know not just the transitory stuff but i think you had the white house press secretary stand up last week or two weeks ago talking about you know the the american economy is the strongest it's ever been it's like what what planet are you living on did you go out with the james webb telescope like where where are you where are you looking at and then um i i think that the leaders and leaders in quotes both politically financially and in the media world are, are realizing um that their bullshit is being seen through you had like the new york times this week for example had all their editorial board write me a copas basically about all the stuff they were they were wrong about paul krugman had to had to write an article krugman had to write an article about how he was wrong on inflation right um, people that listen to him should have to write an article too it's crazy fuck, i mean come on it's not like this is he, like he's never been wrong before. I don't know why people continue to, you know, give stock and fucking attention to these PhDs that have never traded a market in their life. He's the guy that said that the internet was never going to amount to anything, right? Um, the Onion had an article this week, one, <laughs> yeah, of, one, of, one of the best media outlets in the country, about how yes. the New York Times announces a new uh, editorial board member who will contribute nothing to society three times a week. 
absolutely <laughs> hilarious. The euro has reached parity with the dollar briefly. Um, the BOJ, the bank, because this isn't just the Fed here in the U.S., the Bank of Japan, it says they'll continue to ease as long as it as much as they have to to achieve whatever it is that they're looking to achieve now, whatever today's line is. Now, look, it's absolute madness out there. You know, while we're while we're on the the social commentary, uh, I, I I can't help but see and mention the first fucking case of polio in 2022 that we've had in a decade in New York of all wow. places. I mean, this is 2022. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, the COVID is coming back. COVID-19 is about to turn into COVID-23. I mean, you've got this BA5 variant running rampant. Uh, you mentioned the, the president is is infected and um, things definitely aren't going the, the right direction. I guess two other things I wanted to mention is um, you know, you've got these midterm elections going on now and you've got these people who are in office, you know, running on things like, oh, we're going to lower prices. It's like, wait, well, why the fuck did you let them go up? If you can lower prices, like where the fuck were you for the past two years? Right. Oh, that's right. You were the one signing the bills to send out the checks that caused the inflation, you fuckards. Uh, and then and so you look at the, at the polls. Right. And a majority of people now don't want either. I guess I should say neither, neither Trump nor Biden to run, right? It's like 75% of the country or something like that. Well, let me read it. I got it up. 71% don't want Biden and 64% don't want Trump. Those are large numbers. Meanwhile, um, uh, Biden's approval rate just continues to go down and, and to the right, man. It's, it's lower than Trump was at any point in his presidency. And um, yeah, people are feeling it for sure. It's a hot summer and uh, we called that a while ago, and, and I think people are starting to, to see through some of this uh, political bullshit. We talk about the collapse in our institutions, and I, I continue to give these fuckers way too much credit, right? I couldn't believe that the Secret Service actually deleted texts from January 5th and January 6th. It's amazing, right? And they might not the be able gall, to recover them. The gall. The, the, the way the American public is treated by its institutions that are supposed to protect it is damn near. No, no, not damn near. It is criminal. It is absolutely appalling. I don't care what party you believe in or if you believe in a party, you believe in a God, whatever you believe in, everybody should be absolutely appalled. Um, I mean, every week it seems to just get more and more bizarro um and i don't see a lot of good options like i got my little midterm sheet for the state of washington the other day <laughs> Your spreadsheet. and i was like i was like looking at who i had to vote for and i was like <clears throat> checking out their websites and their platforms and i was like you gotta be kidding me i can't vote for any of this crap right so the one thing i voted for was like they had this levy up for new taxes i voted no and sent the rest of the thing in blank man i mean like fuck <laughs> the hoover dam had an explosion I didn't see that. Tell me what I... Oh, I did see there was a fire burning on one of the turbines. That's all, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fucking Uber dab had an explosion. It's been a heck of a week, man. There's monkey pox. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say, Nick. Um, I see a Coinbase manager was arrested for insider trading. Um, I see Nancy Pelosi and her husband are still all good. Um, he wonky was, world out there. He was buying um, chip makers before the 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 Congress um, voted to to support the chip makers. Surprise, surprise! Absolutely bonkers out there. Um, 
Anything on your mind that you really want to get off your chest, Nick, other than what we've discussed? Oh man, I got to talk about this blueprint. I got to I got to lay a foundation. Yes. I got to lay a foundation for that. Um, so in the next week or two here, by the end of July, we're going to have out a, a new report for my monthly service, which is Foundational Profits, and um, it's going to be a blueprint for any market, including the the bear market that we're in. And um, what that means is is you know really what I've been preaching for the past 10 years in other services and, and other newsletter divisions that I founded. And that's um, maintaining your, your individualism and your personal sovereignty and um, doing that by managing your own investments and how to do that, right? Um, the accounts to set up, the tax strategies to pursue, um, and why you can manage your own um, whatever, house, family, uh, portfolios better than a, than a professional can for you. And um, it comes with a library of reports. There's five reports we're offering that that cover a lot of those topics that I just um, went over there. Um, and again, that you can use in any market. So um, what comes to the top of mind is how like a financial advisor would tell you you've got to stay invested, for example. Um, and if you would have done that for the past seven months, year to date, you would have lost 20% of your money or more. Um, and I'm not saying it's it's possible to time the market every time, but I am saying that it's possible to avoid to a large extent some of the drawdowns, certainly when the, mm-hmm. the writing is on the wall. And so um, it will cover how to do that. There's a, like a 35 minute long video that we'll be putting out and uh, people will have the chance to sign up and get those five reports, which again, I'm calling a, a blueprint for any market. So um, there probably won't be a link for that to, in this podcast, but certainly you'll start seeing the advertisements and the emails for that uh, in the next two weeks here. I like it. Listen, everybody, I know it's hot outside, um, figuratively, uh, literally. Um, I, the world is getting crazier by the day. I realize that. Um, hopefully, you know, we provided a little bit on, uh, of insight on how you can continue, um, you know, to play the long game in the market and to be able to preserve and enhance some of that wealth or you know, some of the growth in your, in your, in your bank account. Um, but it's the summertime and I encourage everybody, get outside and spend some time with family and go do some fun things and make some fun memories. You know, the one, and not just the one, there's many, many things that I'm very at peace with as far as my dad passing, despite the fact that it was really sudden. And, you know, with us, there was really nothing left unsaid and really nothing left undone. Of course, I would love more memories with the guy, but it, it, it feels really good going to bed and waking up knowing he knew how much we cared and, and you know, how stable we were and how much my siblings and I took care of each other. And how supportive he was until the very end, despite the fact that we didn't know he was going. So it's not a bad way to live, everybody. If uh, we just did more of that with each other, I think we'd have a better planet, better city, better community, better world. Um, and man, when you know when it when it when it happens and you get a couple um, of, of tough hits like we have with my mother-in-law a few months back and now my dad, it brings a lot of comfort knowing um, that you told people you loved them and then and, and you gave them hugs when you could and you made all the memories that you can make with them. And we all have a date, so. You know, I think it's probably a good uh, a good place to leave it unless you have something to add to that, Nick. No, that's it. You nailed it. The <clears throat> allocations that you make in life aren't just in the market. So you, you allocate to, to, to family and loved ones and um, and patients and, and all that stuff is, a, is an asset class as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate everybody's time. Sorry for missing last week, everybody. I'm Gerardo Del Real. Along with Mr. Nick Hodge, this was another well-needed therapy session, number 178 of Bizarro World. Take care of each other out there, everybody. Go make some fun memories, man. It's worth it.
See ya. Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.